friends, this is Rob Inglis bringing you another episode of Fairfax Tasmania's Chamber Sessions, the Apple Isles only state politics podcast. Uh, now, if you're like me, you're absolutely hanging out for the Legislative Council elections on Saturday. Uh, the electorates of Launceston, Murchison and Romney will be going to the polls. Uh, the potential outcomes, as always, are plentiful. And all members of Parliament, I imagine, will likely be observing proceedings with a cautious eye. Uh, The toppling of an incumbent MLC would have a significant impact on the makeup, not only of the upper house, but of the lower house too, in in a lot of ways. It would change the way legislation is reviewed. And if Labor's Brian Rowe or Sarah Lovell were elected in the divisions of Launceston and Rumney, respectively, then that would obviously be a huge headache for the government, making it that much more difficult for them to secure the passage of bills. Um, In order to make sense of the elections, I gave Tasmania's resident political science boffin Kevin Bonham a call. Dr Bonham is a sophologist by trade and has a wonderful blog, a link for which I've provided in the description of this episode on iTunes and SoundCloud. I think the health issue is sort of... Everyone agrees that there are problems with various aspects of the Western Hospital, and it's sort of not so much that candidates will necessarily disagree with each other, but more that they will uh, um, sort of see who can be seen to be most effective on the issue, I suppose. Um, and so, Nerily Ellis obviously has a lot of authority in this area. Do you think that this will really help her chances? Uh, yes, I think I think it will. Um, I mean, the Rosemary Armitage also has a lot of um, sort of uh, involvement in the health area and has been active on the issue as well. So um, it will it may depend on whether people are really sort of um, curious enough about the issues that they want somebody new. Um, and Emma Anglesey the Greens candidate. What what do you think about her chances? Uh, I don't think the Greens will win this vote. Um, I, I think the only the the, the, the legislative council says that the that the Greens might might win um, at some stage at basically the Hobart area ones. Uh, they've only been polling sort of about sort of barely double figures in Launceston in recent elections, so um, not at this time. Uh, they may they may do okay, uh, but we'll see. Um, you don't think that Andrew Dawkins, her her sort of election um, in Bass, will will help in that in that area? Or well, she was um, elected on a on a recount, and um, I I think sort of she's still still in the stage where you know sort of in, in the. State elections, you need to build up a lot of profile to, to get votes uh, in the in the head clerk system, and so she's. I think she's still in the stage of needing to, uh, to build up profile, and I don't. I don't. I don't, know, I, don't I don't get the feeling that that she's sort of super prominent by any means. Uh, Brian Rowe. To Kim Brian Rowe. What about what about him? What do you think of his his sort of outlook? I uh, he's pretty. Um, He's pretty high profile as a as a sports administrator, but he has also um, um, run before 
uh, in state politics without much success. Yeah. Um, Labor's, Labor's sort of seems to be on a bit of a high lately in the state, good results in the federal election, good results in the one legislative council seat last last year. I, I think it's more likely that um, the voters are going to stick with the and the preferring independence in the in the upper house for this seat. Yeah, okay. Um, with uh, with Rosemary Armitage, I suppose she's she's probably th- uh, more on the right of the political spectrum. Do, do you think that uh, that the government will will be hoping that she that she is re-elected? On, on my assessment, she is more or less in the centre of the of the legislative council, perhaps very very slightly to the right, but you know, more or less dead centre. Um, the government would... Uh, it's it's hard to... The, the government would certainly prefer her to Labor or the Greens. Um, it's hard to get a feeling for where uh, where Neroli Ellis would, would sit in the spectrum if, if she was elected. She hasn't really given away any big clues in that regard. Is it... Would it be... I mean, given her background in the nursing um, and midwifery uh association is it or union or uh is it what would that sort of indicate that she would have labor ties it might seem so but she's sort of very much played that down and said that sort of she deals with people from all sides of from all sides of politics and that there are people from all sides of politics in her association and um so sort of you might it just sort of feels it feels like she might be more left than, than Armitage, but she hasn't really given any big clues to that. Yeah, okay. Um, she's been very keen to say, look, I'm going to be, she's been very keen to say that she's going to be totally, um, totally independent, but we don't really, you know, sort of, when, when you get outside the health issue, we, we don't have a, a real feeling for where she's going to line up on, um, on, issues like forestry or anti-discrimination law or whatever else divides the council. She said that uh, infrastructure and um, education are other issues that she sort of wants to uh, hone in on. Do you think that, that it'll just be, it be it will become clearer um, as time goes on what, where she actually stands or do you think she's really going to go hard on health? Yeah, I, I, it's like the, the, the sort of the set of issues that she's stressed, uh, um, apart from the, the health issue, which is her strong suit professionally, the remaining issues that she's stressed are sort of um, not very politically committal issues. Mm. Um, so maybe if she sort of fleshes out what she, she wants in those areas, we'll, we'll get more of an idea. Do you think Rosemary Armitage has achieved enough uh, since being elected uh, to sort of warrant uh, a return to, to her position? Or do you think that... Do you think that, that, that the elect- electorate will be hanging out for change at all? Or I think that normally... Um, normally, legislative councillors aren't... You know, they, they don't necessarily have to have uh, achieved things because it's, a, because it's a house of review. Mm. Um, they about voting record. Know, like, it's, it's normally that... It's, it's a lot. A lot of it is to do with community ties, and you know, sort of how respected the member is in the community, and how well they're seen as um, as you know, sort of listening to the 
community issues and representing the community and it's not really it's hard you know sort of like it, it's often hard for the upper house to achieve things uh they can block things but um sort of kicking positive goals is more difficult mm. um it just sort of like armsage does have very good community connections and so on um so it'll be interesting to see how she goes do you think forestry will loom as a as a big issue in Launceston? Like, I, I know that Emma Anglesey is is really making it her sort of key issue that she wants to campaign on. But but is it enough of an issue in that area to really warrant the the attention that she's giving it? I think it's an issue for the Greens voters, and I don't think it's a, I, I, sort of people who people who might be on and get off again Greens voters, but I don't I don't think it's going to be an issue in in that electorate for for other voters no um if we move on to murchison um the forestry is going to be the big issue in in that in that division what uh how do you see that playing out with with ruth forest and daryl quillam yeah well um i think quillam is taking a pretty typical prime industry stance I'd say, and he's sort of pretty much behind the, the Barnett um, proposal. Um, Forest's position is sort of um, not so not so simple. There was one one article that sort of said that she had a certain view, and then she said she didn't. She said that wasn't a fair representation, and she's posted a full summary for view which I've put up on my site. Oh uh, yeah, that was actually my article. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I said that she supported continued subsidies, but she actually yeah. didn't say that. But um, yeah, so she's she. I mean, she's seen as a bit of a thorn in the government's side in a lot of ways, isn't she? Oh yeah. So the, the, the I mean, the, not very many in the government will be stupid enough to say it publicly, but they would. They will be. Um, uh, they will be. She, she's a, um, a major pest as far as they are concerned, and they will be. <laughs> they will be very pleased to replace her with Quillium if they could. Yeah, you think that uh, that area, given that that area is very anti-green, and and that Murchison, uh, that forest is is quite left-leaning. Do you think that that really uh, stands Quillum in in good stead? Well, in the past, we've sort of like sort of. It's, We've seen attacks on candidates' voting records, and um, um, so I, the Liberals went went in hard after Kerry Finch. Um, and Kerry Finch's electorate is by no means left leaning, mm. uh, but, but they they threw the kitchen sink at him with attacks on his voting record, and he he won sixty forty. So um, it's not clear whether these these sorts of attacks so far have not really worked and it was similar to Labor attacked Ivan Dean over his voting record Dean is in a, an area with some very strongly Labor voting areas but Dean won as well so it's, it's, it seems more that it seems that voters are more um, are more interested in whether they see their, uh, their local member as a, as a good local member and uh, uh, um, what they rather than necessarily whether they agree with that person on all the issues. Mm, yeah. Uh, so, I mean, what Quillam's attack on, on Forrest's voting record, What can you can you explain that a bit to me? Well, um, yeah, okay, so, so 
my analysis showed that um, that the forest is basically on the on the uh, on the left, well, on the left side of the Legislative Council when it comes to uh, issues on which there were divided votes. Mm. Um, and so he's basically saying that she's she, she's sort of like a she may as well be Rob Valentine, um, but she's but she's that part of the that part of the left. Mm. Um, and sort of dishing out the typical, the, the very, I, I think the very typical uh, right wing um, um, attack claim that she belongs in Salamanca. This is a sort of a, a, um, a, a classic right wing line that's been used by Joan Ryder as well. Mm. Um, Latte sipping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, will that play well with the voters? Uh, whether it plays well outside, outside his, outside. A certain base, we, we have we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, yeah. This this electorate is not that is not that not that rusted on liberal. Um, in the in the um, in the federal election, you know, Labor won the Labor won the West Coast. Um, Labor won Somerset, Wingard, these sorts of areas. But really, the Liberals only won the rural booths in the federal election. So um, it's not. It's not like the electorate's that innately right wing, but but a bit more conservative than Tasmanian average, maybe. But I mean, even the when it comes to the forestry issue, the the, the forest industry itself is divided about this um, this guy Barnett bill. So who knows? So you think that 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 division within the industry will sort of negate the government's claims that it will create or save uh, seven hundred jobs or whatever they're saying? Yes, it's it's quite. It's quite. I don't know how it plays out in that particular area, but in general, I think that there'd be um, there's a lot of um, sort of uh, there's a lot of mixed views in the industry about it.